It's Jake Sakatillo. <laughs> T. Catillo, 23 on socials. Tony, how you doing today, sir? I'm great, Sean. You're applying that I like to talk a lot. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> hey, man, if we're in this business, this line of work, we all love to hear our, our voices, right? Absolutely. It's not like, listen, I don't like to look at myself in the mirror anymore. But <laughs> I all day long, you know what I mean? Nice. Um, Jake, so I got a few things to talk to you about, as usual. Every Tuesday you join us, we go long form. Of course, Tony is our fantasy guy. Be sure to catch all things fantasy, his snippets, his vignettes every day here in the Daily Take it around 350-ish. Fantastic one yesterday, setting us up for success with the two pitchers. Uh, fantastic job all the way across the board. Mandatory follow, as always, Tikatil23. Let's talk about the NFL draft, though, and I want to open up with the 49ers, of course, because that's where the NFL draft starts. Even though I was watching a little Zach Wilson film yesterday, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not a big film guy, but I was watching, I was doing a little deep dive on him, and you could see how he's going to be successful at the next level. But let's put him to the side. We know Trevor Lawrence is going one, Zach Wilson two to the Jets. Three is where the question mark comes in. Now, if you're believing what Everybody else is believing it's Mac Jones, right? Mac Jones, quarterback, that's who's going there. My question to you, though, Tony, is this. And you're a, you're a draft guy. You know this better than most. If Mac, if the 49ers did not make that trade, wouldn't Mac Jones still be there at 12 where they had the, their pick? Or do you think that somebody could have snuck up and got him or would have? Or there was other teams that love Mac Jones? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I think the 49ers might have misplayed their hand all the way across the board, and they should have probably should have stayed at 12 if they want Mac Jones. You know, it's such, when you put your GM hat on and you think about it, and you say, you know what, maybe if if Mac Jones is the guy that they want, and and yes, I I think he probably could have been there at 12, but you know how quirky the draft is, and you you know how the board go all over the place, and there's always that, you know, you always had that Raiders pick, right, that nobody, oh my (laughs) God, this guy wasn't supposed to get, right? It's always the Raiders, but well, you think about it, if they're zoning in on our particular talent and they're saying to themselves, you know what, we don't want to wait. If Max Jones is our guy, we're going to trade up and we're going to guarantee ourselves the opportunity to take him. And then if the, the draft plays out a different way, we can always move back, pick up more picks because somebody will definitely be interested in that number three spot, which actually could happen. You never know. It's a good way of looking at it. I do agree with you there. Uh, how about this other it's question? A safe play. Yeah. It's a safe play. Well, when they do pull the trigger on Mac Jones at three, what's going to be your reaction? I'm shocked. I'm just shocked. I, I, and again, you know, obviously with, with, with such a quarterback-driven draft, just what we know about Kyle Shanahan and, and the limitations of Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, I just I can't see how Justin Fields is not the guy. I, 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 I just don't get it. If they are going quarterback, which obviously we all know that they are, I'm just shocked that you wouldn't go for Fields. So, I, honestly, for me, I'm just shocked. Maybe there's something they fell in love with with Mac Jones, maybe the strength of his arm. I, I, I'm not sure, but something told them to go that way. I'm just kind of shocked that it's not Fields. Yeah, and, and I'm with you there. I, it's a couple ways of looking at it. I think First of all, what you brought up with Jimmy G, I just want to get back to that in a second. But the way I look at it with a guy like Mac Jones is, you know, Shanahan, he knows what he wants. And I don't know, maybe he's not looking for a guy that would bail out. And I think Justin Fields, and I love this part. This is the part that I want in a quarterback. And Look, if I was a general manager, I would want a quarterback that can make plays with his feet. Maybe Shanahan's saying, you know what? 
I don't want that. I want a guy that's going to set himself in the pocket, not be scared, and just deliver it like he did with Alabama for the last season. So I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's tough, but it's odd, yeah, right? it's very it's odd. odd because think about because you know to, to piggyback what you're saying, it almost looks like when you look at it, you go, okay, he was in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, a guy who doesn't run. He brings Jimmy G in San Francisco, a guy who doesn't run. And when when, when he had C.J. Beathard in there, as much as he's limited and he ran a little bit, that offense looked a little better. So it's really surprising that he would want a guy that's less mobile and, and not go for – especially a kid who's played, in, in my opinion, probably better competition. So, you know, it, it's, just, it's just very odd the way this is going. Who knows, Sean could be a huge smoke screen. You'll never. We're never going to know until Thursday. Yeah, we're not going to know until Thursday. Talking to Jigsaw until Tony joins us every Tuesday. A little long form here on the Daily Ticket. Be sure to follow him at Tikatilla twenty three. It is exciting. Of course, they're going to set the table up for everybody else. So we'll see what they have. I'm yep. not buying into the fact that they don't know what they want. You know that for oh, some. No, yeah, no it's way. it's ridiculous that people are are journalists that really do believe this. And like Adam Schefter was Come saying on. it. Adam Schefter was saying it on ESPN two nights ago that. Look, they had an idea. They knew what they wanted, but then a couple workouts and this and that. Now they don't know. It's a week. It's three days before the draft. At that point in time, they know who they want to take. Come on, man. Their board's already done. You know that. Yep. We all know that. You know, unless somebody gets injured or somebody gets popped for pot or something like that, that board's not changing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Think about it. It's absolutely yeah. They definitely know what they want. All right, the Atlanta Falcons would be next up, Jigsaw. What do you see them doing? Is it Pitts and Bust, or where are you at with the Atlanta Falcons at number four? You almost think it would be Pitts, right? I mean, they, 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 if you think about, I mean, they have Hayden Hurst at tight end. I mean, they can really tie him up with, with Kyle Pitts. I mean, but now there's also rumors about maybe they trade Julio Jones. If that's the case, does Jabbar Chase come into the, into the fold here, right? So you have to think about Julio Jones getting up there in age. He's 32-plus years old, has a monster contract for the next two years, uh, owed a lot of money on a team that's not getting any younger on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, maybe this is the move they make. Maybe, you know, If I could see it, they could kind of pull it out here and say, you know what, let's trade Julio, get a couple picks, and then we're going to draft a guy like Jamar Chase and be our, our next coming and we get younger and then maybe draft the quarterback, you know, somewhere else in the draft. So I, I think that they could surprise us all. I don't think it's a lot that's confidence. All right. And then to Cincinnati, is it Sewell or Jamar Chase for you? See, that's that's the interesting one. And I think the Cincinnati pick, I think, fuels what the Eagles do, in my opinion. And the reason why is because everybody thinks it's automatically going to be Sewell. And I think me and you would touch on this the last week in the sense that they have to get younger at the receiver position as well. They're rebuilding that for Joe Barrow. So, you know, A.J. Green has a one-year deal. He's out in Arizona, uh, even though he wasn't really healthy last year anyway. But now they can add some firepower with Jamar Chase, which means, guess what? Perry Sulda starts to drop. And that's why I keep saying, if the Eagles are going to move up with a draft, I think it's all spurred by what Cincinnati does at five. Because if one of those tackles drops, that's going to drop Slater as well, which is going to open up the door to Eagles to move up to get that offensive lineman. I feel like that's where they're going to draft. Mm. All right, and the Eagles end up with who? Who will put the biggest smile on your face at 12? Um, honestly, I, I, the biggest smile on my face would be Micah Parsons 
to be honest with you, because the dude's an absolute freak. But I know there's no way in hell that either he's going to be there or they're going to draft the linebackers. It's not going to happen. Uh, so for me, I would be – listen, I want to protect Jalen Hurts. So I'm a big offensive line guy. We're going to rebuild. Let's rebuild the right way. Let's get a cornerstone tackle on that line, and, and, and let's go for the next two years and develop him and help Jalen Hurts be the best quarterback he can be. All right. Smart jigsaw here on the Daily Ticket, as always. All right. Uh, from the NFL, let's switch gears and get on over to the 76ers and the NBA. Uh, the return of Ben Simmons last night. It's great to have him back in the Sixers uniform. What was your thoughts on his performance last night, and how bad did the Sixers miss him in the past few games? You know, it, it's a it's a dual-edged sword here. It sucks for me to say that because I can't stand Ben Simmons as the person. I like the basketball player. I can't stand him as the person only because Ben's all about Ben. I've been telling you that. You know that. I've been saying that for the last two to three years. He's all about himself. He's the number one overall pick. Tell me a number one pick that's not all about themselves. Uh, Yeah, but the problem is you can't be all about yourself and still have limitations. You want to be all about yourself, that's fine, but step up to the plate. And He's not doing that. So what, what what he insistently gets to tell us is how he is, which we already know. We know, Sean, that... The last four games, we lost uh, because we didn't have him on the defensive side of the ball. We we understand that, but I don't need to hear that from Ben. I, I I don't need to hear basically Ben telling me where the you know him being out is the reason why we lost. That's why I say Ben's about Ben. So unfortunately, it showed the limitations of this team on the defensive side of the ball, and they're going to have to fix that because listen, you know, you drop down now to Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn's. Just, I don't care what injuries people want to talk about. You know, a healthy KD, a healthy James Harden, a healthy Kyrie, a, a healthy um, Blake Griffin, it's going to be a problem. And we're either going to have to figure some stuff out if we're going to move on. Agreed. Yeah, I'd, KD steps back out in the court, and it's like nothing to him. He's finished with 33 other nights. With the switch. Remember, everybody's like, oh, they're gonna, how are they going to play together, Sean? How are they going to handle the rock? How are they going to be able to stop? There's only one ball. There is, but guess what? Whoever gets it is going to put it in the hoop. That's the difference. For us, there's only one ball, but there's only a couple people that can shoot it. For them, there's one ball. Whoever gets it, it goes in the hole. Yeah. That's the biggest difference between us and them. Our our biggest, like the, the number one thing that we should hope for, and I, I hate saying this, is James Harden doesn't play. But I, no, I, I assume he's going to be right. ready to go probably the first series. If not, he'll be back for the second series. I mean, you think about it. The only hope. You know, Houston had a not advancing a few years ago. You know, in the finals was Chris Paul not playing. Yep. And he didn't play, and they lost. It's it's exactly what you're talking about right now. That is our hope. We need one of those big three not to play. It sucks, but it's reality. Yeah, it's the reality situation. All right, Jigsaw, as far as what the Sixers have right now, a bunch of winnable games. They got two versus the Atlanta Hawks. I still think that number one seed is still on the table. Your thoughts? You th- you think that they have yeah. enough to get the job done? I mean, based on our schedule, obviously, I, you know, it's, it's obviously attainable. I don't think it's an issue. And, and again, I've been saying this, you know, for the entire season. I'm really not worried about that part of the season. I want to see what happens in the playoffs. And and the other point is, hopefully, you know, maybe Brooklyn can play Milwaukee and they beat the hell out of each other. I, I mean, that, that's the only the, the saving grace I think that we have, but. One thing that I'm, I'm really excited about, and, and I brought this up from a fantasy standpoint, but just from a basketball standpoint, Matisse Eibel, man, is an absolute monster. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, right? And if, if that kid can just get some kind of offensive game, 
behind him, he is going to be a scary player. I mean, I've never seen anybody cover so much space and fill so many gaps and be able to utilize so many tools on a defensive side of the ball. This young, at discipline, he, he's kind of, remember in the beginning he was getting into foul trouble, he's kind of, he's learned to be disciplined a little more, which I think is, is huge with the coaching staff, been able to drill that into his brain. But I'll tell you, he's something special. And there's a reason why, uh, you know, a lot of us said that that's the one guy we wouldn't trade. Um, and there's a reason why, because I think he is that special. All right. Uh, well, I agree. And if he's able to get that offensive game going this offseason, look out, because Ooh. defensively he is nasty. Uh, he is the real deal. Yeah. Um, all right. As far as to, over to the Phillies, let's hit on the Phillies, and uh, we'll, wind, we'll end up on this one. Uh, last night, comeback game, or not a comeback game, but just a, a an overall comeback performance after losing two of three to the Rockies over the weekend. Um, just as far as open ended as, as as a question for you, just this team is good enough. I don't think the division is too scary right now, and that's a plus. That's a bonus. Uh, but I do like what I've seen so far. What are they eleven and eleven through twenty two games right now? Uh, just what do you like about this Phillies team moving forward? What do you want to see them do differently? Well, I think listen, we're we're seeing all across Major League Baseball. I mean, I think. The um the opening average so far has been like two thirty two, which has been absolutely putrid, right? For for hitters. And I think the one thing we could say is number one, nobody's blown away with the division, which I mean we, we did talk about that with you know, with the teams that they have, whether they're getting old or being inconsistent. But one of the biggest things is what's a positive is we're being able to win games and we haven't even swung the bats real well yet. And I think that's the major deal for me, is that pitching has been good. Uh, four and five, obviously a problem. But what pitching staff in Major League Baseball goes one through five? So not many. You're you're going to have that stumble block, and you have to find guys to contribute. But the biggest thing that I've seen over the last two games is Reese Hoskins. As much listen, I'm a big guy. I always tell you I'll eat crow. I would love to eat crow. I was out on Reese. Still, don't think he could be consistent enough. But if he can, man, the show. Last two games, he's down on the ball. He's not uppercutting the swing again. He's actually connecting for power. He looks more disciplined at the plate. That could be an X factor, that lineup, because if he can hit the way he's hitting right now, Harper's on fire. Romuto is solid. And Bohm, I'll tell you, that one, two, three, four, that's a really good line. Bohm looks like a skinny, scrawny Jason Worth to me. That just and yeah, it's just visually it's not it you know it's he's up there at that plate and I'm just like wow he reminds me of Jason Worth right there uh, but you know, the, you know he reminds you too Richie Saxon he, he reminds you of Richie Saxon I mean he was a for the Mariners yeah he was a big lanky forty four did he, he wear number forty four I think he did. Was he 12 or 44? He might have been 44. Mm. I can't remember the number. You, you have to go pull by you. I'm not sure. Well, we'll it find out if I'm right. You might be right. We'll find out if so I'm right. We'll have to Google that. Ask Siri. Maybe she'll find it. <laughs> All right. Well, 11. He wore 11 for the Brewers. Uh, I said 12. I was one off. All right. Why he are they not? 44 for Come on. Show me the Mariners. I, I just put them in. Put them in. They won't show his back. Yes, forty-four. Oh! I love it. Bang. I love it. Jigsaw, who is yeah, the best? Who, who's the best player in, in uh, fantasy as far as baseball is concerned right now? Oh, right now, mm, got to be Fernando Tatis, man. Fernando Tatis over over the last week, man. He is on fire. He's a guy you don't think of. Him and Mike Trout. 
Those two guys all take out a lot. <laughs> what about that guy in Atlanta who's leading the league or was leading the league in, in average and home runs? What about Acuna? He was, but but he did get he did get hurt, and now he's back. Uh, but I'll say I'll say locally too, Bryce Harper's a is about as hot as you can get right now as well. So uh, a lot of good National League bats right now. A lot of good National League bats. A lot of good baseball being played. Uh, Jigsaw, you the man. Always a pleasure getting with you on a Tuesday. We'll continue to follow you at Ticatillo23. Of course, Heat Ratio Sports doing big things and making and catching your vignettes every day here on a daily ticket around 350-ish. Appreciate a couple minutes today, man. Enjoy that track meet and that beautiful weather.